successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Brill Nation. Get a hooter. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show. I'm your host, Jason Grill, here on KMBZ 980 AM. And I appreciate you all joining us if you are in your car or at the gym or just hanging out. If you're listening via iTunes or the Internet, uh, greatly appreciate that as well. Big show today. Uh, really excited about our show today. We have a, we've done about 155 of these now as far as uh, the Grill Nation show goes. So I appreciate you continuing on and uh, joining us again today. Before I get to our guests, I want to uh, thank our partners and supporters of the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. The title sponsors of the show are Trust, MoBank, BOK Financial, and Two West Advisors, and Ryan Rink, who is actually going to be joining me here in a second. Looking forward to uh, sitting down with him. Uh, and I also have some co-contributors and guest co-hosts of the show, the Rieger, Jay Rieger & Co., One Light Luxury Apartments as well. Ryan, or excuse me, uh, Ryan Rink is with me. He is with Two West Advi- Two West Companies, excuse me. Um, it's all the same. It's all the same, right? You're helping people. Uh, Ryan Rink is our guest host and partner of the Grill Nation show. He's with me today, and we are going to be talking to the CEO of the NAIA, Jim Carr, here on the show today. But first, I want to talk to Ryan uh, and catch up with him. How are you, Ryan? Um, heavier than I was last time I saw you. <laughs> not a lot's changed. So, so we have to get back in the gym. Yeah. Both of us. Well, I have excuses for everything. And right now it's, I'm waiting for the weather to break. Okay. <laughs> Which is an extended winter. That hasn't happened yet. No, uh, I know. It's, this has been really depressing. It's this been weather horrible. lately in Kansas City. Uh, hopefully it turns around because I do enjoy springtime here. You know, it's time for some baseball and some, uh, outdoor activity. So Ryan, tell me about what you do. You're at Two West Companies president. Yeah. What, what do you do there? Oh, this whole thing started about 10 years ago when a partner and I, Marco Ungashik, moved into a spare bedroom with a dream. Broke. We borrowed a hundred grand from each of our mothers. Mine didn't charge interest. His did. <laughs> and, uh, we had a vision of being, you know, we're 401k consultants for the most part, but it was, um, doing things fiduciary before fiduciary was cool and like a buzzword. Mm-hmm. So we tried it. Um, we figured we could always go get jobs. And so if you fast forward, uh, now almost 10 years later, it's been a stitch, man. We've been recognized nationally, locally, fastest growing company. And so when you see yourself doing that, it tells you you're doing something right. And then, you know, part of my relationship with Jim Carr, who we're going to talk to a little bit later, um, is we jumped head first into higher education. Um, so small college consulting on 403Bs, which, you know, I say is a, a curse and a gift, but we're up to 20 folks. We're feeding a lot of families. We're helping a lot of people. And, uh, We've got big plans for the future, and we're Kansas City born and bred, which I love, I love this town. TwoWestCompanies.com is the website. Uh, you can pretty much help anyone that needs some uh, fiduciary assistance and financial help, correct? It's fun, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just about it's about having the right business model and not being a guy with cufflinks driving a Lexus into a meeting, right? It's, uh, it's not what we I do. I haven't worn cufflinks in years, so we're very that's simple. a good thing. We're simple folk that make fiduciary fun. <laughs> 
So uh, Ryan also hosted a radio show on Intercom uh, live with Rink and Laura at at one point, and he he is uh, the, one of the reasons why this show continues to exist because he is a partner and supporter. Andy, we uh, he's introduced me to a lot of great people throughout the years, and we kind of merged we've merged shows a little bit, um, kind of the same kind of theme of interviewing and talking to you. People in Kansas City, CEOs for the most part are leaders doing amazing things here in our local community, as well as, you know, some regional and national people too, but we really focus on Kansas City. And you kind of did this for five or six years and over 190 interviews around that too, right? Well, you and I were running parallel for a while there. I just started ahead of you. Brian would show up right before the show and be like, let's do this. He's the talent. He walks in and everyone else produces the show. I had nothing. I just showed up and started yapping. <laughs> but you and I were running parallel. So as, as Laura McKnight and I, my partner in that, in that venture, um, we're just interviewing local talent, right? What's going on in Kansas City? And it's cool stories, man. Cool mm-hmm. stories. But as our show is winding down because both of our, you know, careers have kind of started taking off, your show was starting to ramp up at the same time. Right. And so I remember going to Jack Ancona and yourself, and we had sponsors pay for our airtime, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it costs money to do these things. That's right. And so I went to the sponsors and said, hey, I like Jason. I like Jason a lot. I've been on his show. He's a great guy. I love what he's doing. Let's all of us mm-hmm. come together and support him as we kind of mm-hmm. live up with Rink and Laura goes away. And, uh, right. know, two, three years ago. Yeah, it's been a stitch, man. It's been, it's I been really it. good. And, uh, and the I partners you've read on are really good. And well, I get connected. Yeah. I get to come hear stories. Today I'm going to be co-hosting with Jim Carr. Yep. He's a good, trusted partner and a friend of mine. And, uh, and this is going to become more of the norm here. We're going to have Ryan in more often. Yeah, I should. I haven't it's, taken advantage it's, of it. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, talk to me about Jim Carr. He's the CEO of the NAIA. Uh, obviously, we most of us have heard of that organization. Their website is NAIA.org. You've met him a few years ago, and we'll get into kind of how you've interacted with them, but uh, I'm excited to talk to him because he has such an interesting background. He's he's not from Kansas City. He he went to Duke Law School. He also worked at UNLV uh, during the Running Rebs days. Uh, just a really cool guy. I'm looking forward to meeting him. I've never met him in person, but it's going to be a lot of fun. One of the most humble, well-connected, well-thought-of sports figures underrated in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and he lives right here in Kansas City, and he's an outside-the-box thinker. Like he's not just your traditional status quo. He pushes envelopes, um, which you kind of have to in higher ed because these small, you know, Park, Avila, these small 250 schools around the country that they serve um, are all, it seems like they're in survival mode, right? Mm-hmm. Higher ed's under crisis situation. So Jim's always thinking of cool ways and, you know, leveraging their infrastructure to help schools. So yeah, his story's great. I can't wait to hear it. He's a very humble person from what I understand. Very much so, yeah. He's, 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 uh, He's touched a lot of uh, things in basketball, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, and he's become very close. He's probably top 10 friend right now. I mean, he's, he and I have gotten really close. That's pretty he's cool. cool. And it all came out of this radio show, your old radio show. <laughs> Laura McKnight, thank you. She, stri- <laughs> she strikes again. <laughs> so he'll be, uh, he'll be joining us for the, for the three segments today after this one, and we're really going to talk to him about his background, uh, share some fun stories about uh, his education and where he came from, and then really kind of break down what the NAI does, and then Ryan is going to talk to him about uh, some of the things that he's been able to to work on with him, which, again, plug that real quick about what you guys have built and what you're doing, because I think it's pretty revolutionary. So fiduciary consulting for 403Bs for small colleges is not a thing. What is a 403B? It's a 401K for not-for-profit. Okay. okay. And yeah. so, um, yeah, we, Jim, on a course of two years with the support of his presidents, which is a council of probably 23 presidents, um, proud to announce that we built the first kind of aggregation multiple employer plan for these small schools to come together to get the buying power 
that they can't get on their own so they can save time, save money, and save liability. Hmm. Um, and that's the first national program across the country, and that's what I'm saying, Jason. Out of Kansas, Kansas City. Kansas City, yeah, Yes, right. Kansas City, man. One thing, too, we'll get into with uh, Jim Carr, CEO of the NAIA today, is uh, you know he's on the board of USA Basketball, uh-huh. which uh, I'm going to be excited to talk about that because he's been to the Olympics. He's, yes. he's, he's, met, he's on the board. He's met Coach K. He's met LeBron yes, James. he's on he, the board. He has these relationships <laughs> that uh, I get giddy about. Just kind I like to peel behind the onion and see what are these guys really like. I tell Jim that he needs to lead with that. What do you do for a living? I'm on the board of men's basketball for the U.S. Olympics. Just say that <laughs> because everybody jaw drops that. Oh, right? yeah. If yeah. you say I'm the CEO of the NAI, they're like, I don't know what that means. I'm on the board of the men's basketball team. <laughs> I love it, man. Ryan Rink is our guest host today, principal of Two West Companies, twowestcompanies.com. I'd urge everyone to check it out. Just a great guy. He can help you out with a lot of different things. We're going to be talking to Jim Carr, CEO at the NAIA and also on the board of, of men's basketball uh, and the Olympic uh, Olympic team here today on the Grill Nation show. Thanks for joining us again today at 980 AM KMBZ. We'll be right back. Hello and welcome back to the Grill Nation show here on KMBZ 980 AM and on iTunes if you're listening via podcast today. Appreciate you joining us as well at grillnationshow.com where you can find uh, photos of our guests, which we will uh, share today, as well as more information about them, and, and as well as a list of all of our shows that we've done uh, as we've moved through the Grill Nation over the last three and a half years. Very excited to have with me today uh, Ryan Rink, who is the president of Two West Companies. Uh, their website is twowestcompanies.com. He's a partner and supporter of the Grill Nation show and also a, a former uh, host himself of his own show, which we kind of merged into this show, which we never really talked about publicly, but uh, we have. And Ryan is going to be joining me hopefully more often here. Um, but uh, welcome back to the show, Ryan. How are you? Thank you, Jason. Uh, life is good, bro. I can't complain. Good, good. Well, uh, Ryan has uh, one of the things Ryan does is he knows a lot of people in Kansas City and has a lot of great relationships, which is why that we uh, have him as a guest partner and uh, guest host of the show. And one of them is with us today. We have Jim Carr, who is the CEO at the NAIA. Uh, the website is naia.org, National Association of Intercollegiate Athletics. Uh, Jim, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Good, Jason. Good to be here with you. It's good to be here uh, with you today. Ryan has uh, told me a lot about your organization and what you guys do, but for uh, those that don't know about it, let's just kind of give the, the short elevator pitch, and I want to get into your background and uh, what you do here in Kansas City. Yeah, sure. The, the NAI is a uh, small college athletic association. We have about 250 colleges and universities around the country, mm. uh, primarily in the Midwest, Southeast, and, and out West, and we run uh, currently 25 championships for those those schools, soon to be uh, up to 29. Um, so just a lot of great things for student-athletes who really continue to play athletics in order to get an education, but also just because they love to do it. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's great. We have 65,000 student-athletes under our umbrella. How many? 65,000. Wow. So locally you'd be. So I'm a Park University. I forgot to mention Ryan Rink is also a, a Mizzou guy, Park University guy, and also so an a North NAI grad. My mom's been at the NAI, still working there for 30-some-odd years. But when you think of the NAI locally, you think of – 
you don't you know you don't get into Emporia State and Pittsburgh State. It's it's Avila, it's Baker, it's Mid American Naz, it's um, Benedictine College. It's all those small schools. You know, I don't know, maybe a thousand traditional type students. Those are the only schools that I'd have any chance at one point. I got like one letter from Baker (laughs) to play something. I forgot what it was, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough to do. I have a lot of friends that played football at a lot of these schools you're mentioning. Um, but a lot of local schools that people yeah, I think of. people don't really realize the level of competition. Oh yeah. Kids are getting, getting scholarships. A lot of them had a chance to go play their D one school or NCAA D two, but chose to go into that smaller environment because they, they really wanted to get an education in one of these places and also get a chance to play. So how long have y'all been based here in, in Kansas well, city? Then I started as a basketball tournament, uh, James Naismith, one of the founders of, of the tournament in 1937. Okay. Uh, and then over the years, branched out in the 50s to other sports and through all that time based in Kansas City and then for reasons that Ryan and I've talked about that we can't really figure out in 1993 moved the organization organization down to Tulsa Oklahoma Tulsa is a great place but just wasn't a very good fit for the NAI. what year was that 1993 okay so that was very in fact my wife Nancy was a stat girl for minimum wage back when stats were tracked on paper while she was in Tulsa because she's a Tulsa kid. Oh, wow. She worked for the NAI as she was being a teacher. So I'm impressed we paid something. We paid her <laughs> minimum wage. Something like that. Yeah. So you guys have a ton of conferences, is that right? We do, 21 conferences around the country. Amazing. And, uh, and But just to finish that, then we moved the organization back up here in 2001. Okay. Um, so I always like to point out that I was part of the group that moved the organization back as opposed to moving it out of Kansas City. You guys uh, have an office in, right in the heart of downtown. We do. Twelve Grand. Is. Yeah, it's been. We've been there since '07, and it's been a great, great spot for us. Seen a lot of change around that area, haven't you? Yeah. When we, yeah, you, you have more lunch spots now than yeah. you used to. There's probably one or two, maybe in 2007. Yeah, there, it was hard to find a sandwich back then. But <laughs> Gigi's Wig Shop was across the street. Now <laughs> yes. it's replaced by the Sprint Center. So things things have changed a little bit. That's pretty cool. Um, where are you from originally? I grew up in Gulfport, Mississippi. Okay. Uh, first 18 years there, went to a small school, Millsaps College in Jackson, Mississippi, and then. Kind of bounced around a few different places and then landed at the NAI. Tell us what that's like growing up in Mississippi. I'm yeah. very unfamiliar with. I got no Mississippi game. <laughs> I, I I think I've driven through a few times. On yeah, the way I mean, unless you know really somebody don't. there, there's not much much reason to. It's not a destination for most folks, but it's it was a great place to grow up. I grew up on the coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful but, place. Yeah, right? it is beautiful. About 250,000 people on the coast. My hometown of Gulfport had about 50,000, and uh, it's about an hour east of New Orleans. So got a lot of New Orleans uh, flavor mm-hmm. to the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and and. A lot different than you know the Delta and Mississippi and other places around around the state, but again, great place to grow up. I ended up going to college in Jackson, Mississippi, and small school there. And it was is that that's kind of the big city then, right? Jackson. Yeah, it's, it's the capital. Maybe I don't know what the population is two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. or so. I've met people from Jackson, Mississippi before. Yeah. That is nothing to brag. I mean, you, don't, you can't say, "Hey, I've met somebody from Jackson." Mississippi. You can't. You can eh? because that's that's the one thing I knew about Mississippi. Yeah. And, and Old Miss and, and Mississippi State. Yeah, and if you ever get a chance to go to the Grove, that's one of the great places to yeah. tailgate. And, Never been there. Jim Carr and Brett yeah. Favre, the two sons of Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> they grew up about, uh, about 30 taken, miles from me. Have you ever taken Ryan Rink to the Grove at Old Miss? I have not. It's on the it's on the <laughs> list, though. But we, have, we have not done that well, yet. Well, Mizzou's an SEC school now. Right. right. Which, uh, they only seem to play at, at Ole Miss like once every 10 years or something. I, uh, but next time they come around. Yeah, I haven't done any of those SEC trips yet there from a lot Mizzou. Of, a lot of he good sent spots. me to uh, Hattiesburg. He sent me down to go talk to William Carey University, which okay. is an AI school in the, the heart of Hattiesburg. We have heard of Hattiesburg, too. That's yeah. a city I know about. Now it's legit. <laughs> nice little campus. So yeah. you, you went to school there yep. and uh, went to law school there, too? No. I, so I, so after Millsaps, I 
was like a lot of kids didn't know what I wanted to do. And uh, you didn't play any sports in college? Yeah, I played basketball. Okay. Okay. It's NCAA Division three. I okay. always say I wasn't good enough to play in the NAI, so I played NCAA Division three. Okay, take um, us through that again <laughs> because because I think it'd be cool to know like kind of how that works. So yeah, Division one, so, Division you know, two. Yeah, so we're completely separate from the NCA, and the NCA has three divisions: so okay. one, two, and three. Um, creative name there, um, but we. I like to think that the NAI is somewhere in between NCAA Division Two and Division Three. You know, Division Three, technically, they don't give athletic scholarships, even though most athletes get some some form of aid and, and to play at, at their schools. Uh, and then Division Two has some of the bigger, a lot bigger schools than we have, so a few more resources. But the, the level of competition, and we give about the same. Our schools are allowed to give the same number of scholarships, or can give as many scholarships as Division Two. So therefore, the level of competition is pretty similar to what mm. you'd find in Division Two. Yeah, it's 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 very hard to keep track of because they change the NCA changes a lot. Uh, right. Yeah, Division One AA. I'm just like what exactly. I'm and trying to remember what the local schools. We've are got at. two divisions in the NAI. We've got D1 and D2. I right. mean, it get it can get a little squirrely. And some of our schools will participate in this conference, like the Appalachia Athletic Conference, but be an affiliate of the Mid South Conference because that's where the football is. Okay. Or I mean, depending on the sport, so it, right. I get confused, and I've been schooled on this for four years since Jim and I started hanging out. But it's tough. Yeah, it's and tough. I've been around for twenty years, and in the last five to seven, there's been so much more movement. You know, I think that all started when we saw the big Division One conferences. People were shifting. You know, West Virginia is now in the Big Twelve, and you know the. Have you guys had like conference thing. realignment in the NAIA? Somewhat. I mean, not 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 for quite the same reasons, but but some some realignment, yes. So back to your story. So you went to law school. Yeah, well, a f- couple stops before that. So after Millsaps, I, I you didn't go I to the I'm, NBA. I no, they <laughs> they they, uh, they didn't want me quite as much as I wanted them. He's only so. like six two. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks in here, and I'm like, man, yeah, Jim's so, a tall dude. So I, but I, I knew I loved athletics. It was a great influence on me. So I, back then there weren't that many sport management programs, but I found one up at UMass, one of the few that was around, University of Massachusetts in Amherst. Went up there for a year, and then uh, as part of the program, you do an internship, and I was able to do an internship out at UNLV out in Las Vegas back in the Jerry Tarkanian days. Oh, wow, so that's probably fun. A little uh, different going from a Division three school in Mississippi to, to Vegas and, and the Jerry Tarkanian running Rebels. We won the national championship the first year I was there and, and had an undefeated team that got beat by Duke uh, the I second year. I remember that well. Yeah, and part of the reason I mentioned that because then I left there to go to law school at Duke, so I was kind of accused of following that championship trophy around and Look at little, that! Little different atmosphere. Fancy. So, what was that like being there for that in Vegas? That run that those oh, guys put was, on. It was amazing, and I was you know low man on the totem pole. I was down at the bottom of the of the structure, but just you know it was just crazy. There was uh, a lot of things I learned. There were good things about the way they you know they put on events, and it was just entertainment and all that. But uh, pretty fast and loose with the rules too. <laughs> so was, well, that that I, I kind of heard about that once or yeah. twice, didn't we? About UNLV yeah, running reps. They fought off the NCA for a long time, and lots of. Uh, in fact, if you you know if you study sports law now, the Jerry Tarkanian case is one of the more more well known cases about due process and those kinds of things. That was quite a uh, coming off the uh, NCAA Final Four at NAI events. Like just thinking back to that UNLV Duke, that was a that was an amazing time. Yeah, I, I was, remember growing up watching all those games. Yeah, and I I was at the first one where UNLV beat Duke by thirty in the finals in ninety uh, nineteen ninety, I guess that would have been, and then in ninety one. The undefeated team comes in and Duke wins, but instead of being at the Final Four there, I was in Las Vegas confiscating uh, illegal merchandise with the FBI back in Vegas. So I didn't, I didn't get to go to the, <laughs> I didn't get to go to the the, the Final Four because my job like was director of licensing. So, <laughs> yeah, so, which was a, oh, a, man. an experience in and so of itself. So you're too. the guy that we all hated. 
You know, the, the t-shirt guys hated. You know, the kids well, on college campuses making t-shirts. Yeah, this was around the time when they first just started to crack down. Yeah, yeah, it was around the same time as the <laughs> I don't Catholics have a 30 on 30 on you. That was like 1982, uh, I think. Yeah. Like, no, that was in the late 80s. Was it? Yeah. 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 Has Jim been Miami on 30 on 30 there? yet on they, ESPN? Yeah, I feel were, like there's going to be well, one coming with the, <laughs> Here's the fun fact about Jim. He's, he's one of the most underrated CEOs in, in sports around the country, but yet recognized. And I tell him to lead with this all the time because he never talks about it. He's also on the Olympic Committee of the selection committee and like the board or something for the men's Olympic basketball team. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on the board for USA basketball. So I, I don't <laughs> lead with that Although, everywhere you go. You know, oh, coach, you hang with oh, yeah, the, oh, the dream team. KD, that was me, yes. <laughs> That's my point. He hangs out with all well, these. Yeah, he's I'm on, on the board, board but I, you know, it's not like coach K and, and uh, Jerry Colangelo are coming to me to decide whether, you know, Paul George makes the team or something, but, but, <laughs> but you're on the board. Yeah, but, I, but we do, we do oversee all the, and, and he goes to Brazil and, and get to, to go watch Olympics the games. And, and so where, so where, when's the next one? When's the next one? Uh, it's in Japan in 2020. 2020, okay. Book your flight. I yeah. would lead with that Let's everywhere go. I go. Let's go. How about, how about your friends, Ryan think, and Jason? Think, Can we go to the Olympics? Exactly. I've never been. I guess if I, I do have a ring from the, the last Olympics. I guess okay. If we're we're going to continue that around, on that then, conversation you know. after the break. We have Jim Carr, CEO of the NAI. Ryan Rink joining me as well, president of Two West Companies. You're listening to Grill Nation. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show, 980 AM, KMBZ, and on podcast. If you're listening today via iTunes, you can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. I'm joined again today by Ryan Rink, guest host and partner of the Grill Nation Show, Two West Companies. The website is twowestcompanies.com. We are lucky to have in studio with us today Jim Carr, who's the CEO at the NAIA. The website is NAIA.org. A great uh, organization here in the Kansas City area, and Jim was telling us about his his uh, experiences with USA basketball, and and he has a ring. Which uh, which Olympic ring do you have? Uh, from 2016. 2016. Most okay. Did you get a gold medal for that? Uh, no, the gold medals don't go around quite as far to get <laughs> far enough to get to me. What do you have any? Do you have any story about any player you might have met throughout the years that we've heard of and? Uh, could could share anything like about yeah, them because because we were just talking about how these guys were like the Beatles back when uh, Ryan and I were watching. Yeah, and and, yeah, we were talking about the dream team. I don't go b- back quite as far to the Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan days, but you know one of my <laughs> one of my first uh, recollections of at a, an event I went to when I was part of the board is you know just kind of happened to walk in the uh, reception and there was uh, LeBron James, Chris Paul, and and James Harden, and um, you know I just happened to be standing next to them and they couldn't have been nicer guys. You know, you sort of hear a lot of negative things about LeBron, but in, at least in that setting, he was you know, as nice as he could be. And cool. Chris Paul and, and James Harden the same way. So that, you know, at, at the same time, been some other events where, you know, they're just getting mobbed and understandably they kind of just sort of looking for a way to get out. But oh, for the yeah. most part, they're just good guys. Ryan and I experience that all the time when we're out in Kansas city. <laughs> I noticed that outside the door was so hard to get hard Brazil to get in. Like, you know, Oh, it was amazing. I, I was able to take my, kids and uh the team actually stayed on a cruise ship so we got to stay on this cruise ship that was was docked on at the port and but so getting around was kind of a, a challenge you know they they scared you to death about security but we you know, we took ubers different places and just never had, had any problem we stayed first couple of days stayed down on the beach and it was just just beautiful and the people were just friendly and 
you know, but then as you traveled out to the, the venues, you saw the favelas and a lot of the, the poverty that, mm. that goes on. So it was a, really a kind of a city with very much divided, a lot of, a lot of wealth and then a lot of poverty. What a cool experience though, to be able to do that, you know, yeah, you, it, you know, with, with what you've done in your life and, and it also makes, it makes you appreciate the way that events are run here in the United States. And our first, we went to, to see a swimming event. We were some of the first few people into the event. We go to get a, a burger at the concession stand and, you know, six people in line, six people in line and they, they already ran out of food. You oh, know, really? They were, they were just like completely overwhelmed and you know, it may have gotten better as the Olympics went along, but it was, uh, that barely, it rarely happens in right. the U.S. And they, they, you know, they had all these new venues that were, they were just trying to open at the time of the Olympics. So it was a daunting task for them and a lot of corruption over there. So again, it makes you, makes you appreciate the United States. Before we get back to uh, what you do at the NAIA, tell us again about the experience at Duke. You said you went to law school there. Was yeah. Quinn Snyder in your class by, by chance? I know he was. <laughs> Quinn actually he was, was a hell of a basketball player. So yeah, Quinn actually was in my class. Oh, was he? Um, okay. And, uh, <laughs> I've met him, I've met him three different times. Yeah. And we've always been, he's always really nice. I'm really excited that he's doing well in the NBA now. Yeah. And he, you know, he, I think started out like a rock star at Missouri and then ended not, not so well there. But, uh, in my time with him in, in law school, I couldn't have been a better guy. I played a lot of basketball together and just, uh, just a good guy. And Jay Billis was two years ahead of us okay. in law school. In fact, Jay's going to be in town, uh, May 15th. If anybody's interested, he's going to speak at a champions of character awards luncheon. We do every year this year's down at the mule Bach. And oh. so you can go to NAI.org to NAI.org, check it out. Ryan, we um, might need to get tickets to that. So yeah. he can call Jay Billis. Who's awesome. Right. Yeah. Because of their Duke lawness. Okay. You know, and then get Jay to come in and speak to champions of character for our student athletes. At the That's, cool. That's pretty cool. That is yeah. really cool. Yeah. yeah. So both really Jay cool. and Quinn were, were there when I was, but yeah, the Duke law is a great, it was a great place to be. The whole triangle area is great, but I enjoyed my three years at Duke and caught a little bit of flack when I wear my UNLV gear around, around Duke. They couldn't understand why some guy would wear, you know, be a supporter of UNLV <laughs> compared to Duke. Then. But, uh, but yeah, Coach K does a great job with the program there. I wasn't a part of the athletic department, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, got to see how they did some things. And they, they certainly try to do it the right way, as we're seeing in NCAA Division One these days. The, the pressures to win are big, and mm-hmm. people are throwing a lot of money around, gotten the FBI's attention. So I yeah. uh, hope Duke doesn't get caught up in all that. But a couple of their, their big freshmen this year are named, at least as poss- possible, uh, I don't even know what you would call it, but I guess possible families who, who took some money or okay. got some money from the shoe companies. Wow. Wow, it's, it is a crazy world. We don't uh, have that at uh, Park. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jim, you went to law school at Duke. How did you end up making it to Kansas City? That's, that's well, kind of an interesting question because we don't get many people here from Mississippi that via via UNLV, via Duke Law, yeah, so come to Kansas City. Roundabout way. After uh, after <clears throat> went to law school, I, I knew I wanted to put the two together, put my sports background with uh, my legal background, uh, but decided to go practice law for a while and just uh, had an opportunity at a firm in Birmingham, Alabama. I uh, really loved the firm, but after I'd been there for a couple of years, knew that that wasn't a 30 to 40 year career for me. It's kind of like you was, I enjoyed law school and I learned a lot, uh, pre- still appreciate a lot of the things I learned, but knew that practicing law in a traditional setting anyway, wasn't what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so in 1998, uh, my predecessor, a guy named Steve Baker hired me to be COO and general counsel at the NEI and then uh, stayed there for eight years and became president in 06. So that was in Tulsa, though, at the time. That was in Tulsa. Yeah, you're right. So in 98, we were still in Tulsa. So Tulsa was kind of a big city for uh, for Jim here, coming from Mississippi, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been, uh, been in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. So a few been, other places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, so, uh, but, but as a, a place to put your roots now. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, Ryan, I know, has some connections to Tulsa now, and it's a, it's a great place to raise a family, but again, it just wasn't the right place for the NAI. And so we, we uh, did a national search as to where we wanted to move and didn't really think we could come back to Kansas City because we had heard some 
negative stories about how the NAI left back in 1993, mm-hmm. you know, comparing us to the Baltimore Colts leaving in the middle of the night. Well, wasn't the NCAA here too? Mm-hmm. They were, and they left in 99, and then we came back in 01. Uh, Big 8 was here. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. It, it's see, really crazy the, to think about. That's the cool thing about the whole the history of this show and what Kansas City has got game, and a lot of folks recognize it, but nationally, a lot of people don't know of the cool stuff that comes out of this town. It really is. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, and unfortunately, I, you know, I wasn't around. Just a little bit of speculation on my part, but around the you know the mid to late nineties, communities around the around the country really got really aggressive in terms of bringing in organizations like the NCAA, oh, sure. AI, National Junior College, um, or USA Basketball for that matter, and others. And I think Kansas City was just a little bit slow to react to that, and so we lost the National Federation of High Schools, the Big Eight, the, the NCAA. Um, so wait, th- at we the time, where back. did the Big Eight move? Dallas? Is, that was yeah, the Big when, when, they, when they became the Big 12, they chose between Dallas and, and Kansas where, City. Where was Dallas. the NCAA's offices? Was it in Overland Park? Um, originally, they were just down the street from where we are now on, <laughs> on Mission, Shawnee Mission Parkway. And then they, that moved, be crazy? they moved out to College Boulevard. Uh, yeah, well, we're, I, I feel like we're, we're competing again. Like, you know, you have the uh, Cliff Hillings of the world and the sporting people doing, yeah. the, doing the U.S. training facility out there in Kansas. I mean... That's a pretty big deal, right? Yeah. That's, that's bringing U.S. soccer to Kansas City. Exactly. Uh, I think we just need to continue to do stuff like you know, that. Kansas City's certainly been a great place for the NEI, and so I, I seems know it to could me, be a great place for a lot of other organizations. Yeah. Jim Carr, with the CEO of the NAI, it seems to me you guys have a lot of tournaments here. Uh, NCAA has a lot of tournaments here, too, for basketball, at least, and other sports. That I, yeah. But I keep hearing about events with basketball in Kansas City. Yeah, and it's it's known as being a great Basketball town, you know, they just had the women's, uh, one of the women's regionals for the NCAA Division One here. I don't. They seem don't to have men's the, regionals here all the time too. Yeah, you know, the Big Twelve's here every year, and then the men's regionals are here maybe once every four or five years, mm-hmm. probably. Um, and then MIAA, we were talking earlier about how people get confused as what's NAI, what's NCA, and then you have the, a conference like the MIAA, which sounds an awful lot like NAI, so people get confused about that. But that's um, a number of schools in the region. Do you host division two? Do you host a lot of your events here in Kansas City? Really just basketball right now. You know, we're, the sports commission here is not really set up and neither is the CVB to, to really help with our events like other people do around the country. So we run the basketball tournament out of our, our office. But if we had more support from those entities, we'd probably look at bringing some more here to Kansas City. Let's set that set up here, Ryan. Get the old, uh, visit KC on board and the, hey man, we, KC we don't sports play at the commission Sprint center. We go old school. We go down to municipal. That's awesome. Back where it's just the old school hardwood when, when I was growing up. Being a Parkville kid, literally in the mid-80s, my folks, because we were a Park University family, would drop me and my brothers off at the first game on a Wednesday, and I wouldn't see my parents again <laughs> until like 7 o'clock at night, and we would just run and run and run and watch hoops. And I mean, you can't really do that anymore. I wouldn't even do that with my own kids. But, yeah, we just finished up our national tournament that's been going on for a 1,000 years here, and uh, Graceland University which I'll give a shout-out to the local Heart of America Conference and Commissioner Lori Thomas, uh, Graceland University, just up the street in Iowa, for the first time ever qualified for the tournament and for the first time ever won the tournament (laughs) as a five-seed. Yeah, Yeah, in overtime. Yeah, they've been in the NAI for 60 or 70 years and never qualified for the tournament, got in for the first time, and then won five games in six days and crowned them as a tournament. That's one of the great things about the tournament. As Ryan said, on the first three days, we have – eight games going on so you get in there at 9 a.m and sometimes don't finish till almost 1 a.m um but if you're if you win the whole thing you got to win five games in six days so we refer to it as college basketball's toughest tournament 
most people in Kansas City have at least heard of it. A lot of people have been down there. We had about 41,000 people come through well, this year. I definitely year, so. saw it on social media this year. Yeah. There was a lot of people talking about it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. A lot of it was because, and also because we had a local school, if you will, with Iowa. Helps. So we had a lot. We had seven thousand people at the national championship game, which is record crowd, I think, for us. It? it was. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at your website here, nai.org. Uh, just some of the other schools of Missouri that people probably are familiar with. You mentioned Avila, um, Park University. If you're from the St. Louis area, you know I've Harris Stowe is over there. I've seen that many times. Missouri Baptist. Uh, some of the local. Exactly. The local yeah, colleges. Columbia College, Mo Valley. Columbia College. That's right. That's right. Uh, what do we got in Kansas? Any that we could? We could oh, a lot. If they're, uh, I'll bring it up here on my computer. Yeah, they're. I think they're eighteen, close maybe some seventeen or eighteen private schools in Kansas, and all but one are in the NEI. They're, if as long as you're an accredited Friends, Tabor, McPherson, yeah. Kansas Wesleyan, Kansas Wesleyan, Central Christian. Brian and I didn't even acknowledge the state of Kansas for many years, and now <laughs> no, we did now, not. Now Ryan lives there. Now so. I reside there. Oh, yeah. Baker University. Baker, yeah. And we got Benedictine College too. Always as a football powerhouse. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Jim Carr is our guest today, CEO of the NAIA. Uh, Ryan Rink is also joining us. Great guy. Uh, two West companies. Uh, we'll be right back after the break. Let's let's share some more stories, Ryan. I'm expecting you in our last segment today to really to bring some some inside knowledge on Jim uh, because I could talk to him about basketball all day long. Let's let's move on to some other topics here on the Grill Nation show on KMBZ 980 AM. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show, KMBZ 980 AM. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us again today. Hope you've enjoyed the show here on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast. My guest today, again, guest host and partner of the Grill Nation show is Ryan Rink from Two West Companies, president, uh, and Jim Carr, CEO of the NAI. Their website is naia.org, the National Association of Intercollegiate Athletics I want to hand it over to my guest host Ryan Rink to uh, to keep the ball rolling here with Jim Carr. Yeah, Jim's great. Um, so I met Jim back in '14. Um, if you'll remember, I kind of did something similar here at Intercom with Laura McKnight, close mm-hmm. personal friend of mine. We had a highest rated show in Kansas City history in the history of Kansas City, the most well decorated and recognized. He, he hung it up live <laughs> radio show. Ryan hung it up when he was at the, the, the top of the mountain. It's like if Tom Brady would have retired after a Super Bowl. Kinda. You know? Okay. Kinda. My yeah. diet's a little different. My body looks different. <laughs> now we brought Jim on um, to to kind of have the same story that we had today, just different, right? And uh, not different, but just a different time in Jim's life. And I don't know. There was something about Jim. We were talking about you know athletics and the difference between all the NCAA and NAI and all these acronyms. And Jim and I just kind of hit it off. And uh, I called Jim probably sixty days after that show and just said, "Hey, I don't know. Let's just go have a you know cold beer and lunch and see what's going on." And uh, so we got to talking, um, we connected really well, and Jim made a comment. So at, at Two West, we've always been a fiduciary to the small side of the defined contribution mm-hmm. marketplace. Um, and at that exact time, mostly 401k private sector, at that exact time, we had gotten introduced to higher education consulting, which is a curse and a gift um, in a lot of ways, looking back now. But Jim had made a comment at the time, and it was about using – Jim had made the comment that for the past 70 years, we had great national partners 
to help lift up our schools from an athletic standpoint, because that's always been and always will be the main focus is athletics, right? That's the entire, you know, roots of the NAI. But you made a comment that was more about you're trying to leverage your infrastructure in ways that you can help these small schools, Jason. I mean, we're talking small schools that are almost. We're talking a thousand, two thousand students. Yes. Right? And it's almost like they're always in survival mode or cutting costs just to stay alive and all these different things. So Jim has had a big initiative back then as the NAI to kind of bring on outside partners outside of just athletics to create this more holistic approach. So I started looking at the NAI footprint Two West helps the smalls. That's what our gift is. The NAI is built on smalls. And at the time there wasn't a lot of consulting relationships in higher ed. So Jim and I got to talking about, you know, does it make sense for two us to be a national partner to kind of be the, what I call the Bud Light of the NFL, the official fiduciary advisor to the 250 member schools. Well, when that conversation started, you know, Jim kind of put the brakes on because, ooh, it's getting real. What am I doing? Well, then, Grill, I cheated the system. I showed up with the past president of Baker University, Pat mm, Long. Okay. So Pat Long spent like eight, nine years as the president of Baker. It's kind of a fun turnaround story. And then as she retired, I lured her out of retirement to be a business consultant to Two West, who she still is today, uh, to help us navigate higher education. Well, as soon as I walked in the room with Pat Long, Jim just said, well, I don't know what you're doing with her. But if she's in, I'm in. <laughs> so Jim took a big risk on Two West. It was one of the first partners outside of athletics that that you, you know, took a chance at. And he invited me in to talk to um, their council of presidents, which is twenty twenty five different presidents from each conference, right? That kind of if something's going to go out into the system of the NAI as a um, a promoted partner, endorsed partner, or sponsor partner, or whatever we're calling it. It's got to get through those 23 presidents. Well, Jim takes Ryan Rink, of all the people in the world, <laughs> wearing jeans and a belt buckle and a sport coat into the presidents. And uh, I think it was October of 2015, uh, I told a cool story and how we could help you know, bring things together and help small higher ed, at least from a, um, a fiduciary standpoint for their 403B programs. And that was 2015. And it's been two and a half years later. And it's probably one of the better decisions I've ever made. It's been a blast. So Jim's been a great partner. Grill, I travel the country. Yeah, I know. I've, 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 you're like, I'm in cities I've never heard of nonstop. <laughs> nonstop. I'm in South Dakota, North Dakota. So here's how it works at home. Since I travel, you know, with the NAI, we're in a lot of rural areas across the country. Mm-hmm. Well, Nancy will look at my schedule. And if I'm going to Portland, which we've got clients in Portland, she says, I'm in. Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Not like Portland, Mississippi. No, no, no. Portland, Oregon. (laughs) And no offense to my my good friends in Mitchell, South Dakota, uh, at Dakota Wesleyan, because I love them. And I do go there often. I'd love to go to Dakota. But when my wife says, where are you headed? And I say Mitchell, or I say Oskaloosa, Iowa, at William Penn University, she's like, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's been a fun ride. And uh, we've created some really cool programs, um, first in the country, quite frankly. Um, So it's been fun. Yeah, and one of the great things about Ryan, and and this was – a little bit of my struggle with, with where do we go with these these companies who want to be a part of the NEI or want to get access to our schools but aren't really connected directly to athletics, and that is um, you know, how are the presidents going to receive them? Is it, you know, is it Can it work, basically? And so with Ryan and Two West, they basically came in wanting to learn, wanting to understand the, the challenges of those institutions and not initially really selling but just really making sure that those people understood they wanted to help. And so – here three years later, they've gotten a lot of great clients. We've now started, uh, we're in the middle, in the midst of forming a multiple employer plan that would allow all of our schools, if they chose to do so, to come in under one, one plan. 
which will reduce a lot of cost and and be a big a big deal for a lot of our schools. So it's that been was, it's been a great partnership. That that was the fun thing. You're flying around talking to all these people, presidents, CFOs of institutions, and they've got this big bucket of money called a 403B, the retirement plan for the faculty and staff. Every single one of them, it looked like, was doing the exact same thing. They're all with one provider. In this case, TIAA is the market share. So basically look at it like this, Jason. There's 70 to 90 schools all doing the exact same thing, just Mm -hmm. not together. Yeah. So when we went back to the Council of Presidents and I said, hey, I think there's an opportunity here that if we could aggregate multiple employer plan and bring these schools together and let them receive the benefits of doing it together, because they were doing it together, just not any benefits. So then just go through this door, do the same thing, and receive all these benefits, which is reduced cost, reduced liability, and um, a lot of time savings. And so the the Council of Presidents blessed that and voted to formally adopt it, I don't know, last fall, Jim, in 2017. So he's right. We're in the midst of building it. We're going to go live here shortly, and it's the first of its kind in the entire country, all out of Kansas City. And that's my whole <laughs> point of this town. I love it. This town it. is awesome. The first National Aggregation Program for 403Bs, founded right here in KC. There you go. And I know yeah. you talk with a lot of entrepreneurs, and people don't really think of higher education, and certainly the not-for-profit sector as being entrepreneurial, but this is a great example of that. We, we wouldn't have been able to do it without 2West and, and Ryan's ability to bring people together and be an entrepreneur, but it's, uh, it's, it's pretty pretty cool. That's a pretty cool story. It is cool, man. How that all happened, you know? It's, it's amazing what can happen when you uh, build relationships and help people, Right. right? It all started on the radio and show, you, 2014, you, right here at Intercom. You listen, you listen, you listen to what their pain points were, and you figured it out, and hopefully that'll grow. Well, part of it is, you know, I learned from Pat Long and from Jim both is to break into the higher ed market. They don't take kindly to outsiders real well, so you've got to learn how to speak the language. You got to understand shared governance. You got to understand how to address a president. You know, do I call him doctor? Do I wait till this? I mean, you've got to, there's a lot of things that that, that I had to learn because I I came from the private sector. And once you kind of crack that code, though, that I found as a trusted advisor by 1, 10, 20, or 30, the thing about higher ed different than the private sector is higher ed talks. Right? So it's been a lot of fun working with the small. Yeah, and I think that was one of the things that I always thought we could do for a company, and that is to to get them into these decision makers and these presidents because of the difference in the NAI. and, And I've I probably know at least half of the 250 presidents out there, so I can call them and say, "Here's a good guy, Ryan Rink's going to come and visit with you." And it tell, brings tell a little you bit what, of credibility. What a story, and what a amazing things that are going on at the NAI. Um, Jim, uh, obviously CEO and president of the NAI, I appreciate you coming on the show today, and it's great to meet you. I, I could talk to you all day long. And Ryan Rink too. Thanks for coming in today. Two West Always Companies, Two West Companies Great partner and supporter of the show. Appreciate you both joining us. Today. Thank you. It's been a great time. Thanks for listening to the Grill Nation show. We'll see you again next week, and have a good one. Take care.